Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Football Monday, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. All right, we are shifting gears from hockey back to football, and joining me to do just that is my co-host on the Food for Thought podcast every Friday night in the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, Bruce Nolan. He also is the uh, the host of the Bruce Exclusive podcast, which you could hear live on that on said Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Bruce, how you feeling? You, you feeling any better today? I'm feeling a little bit better. I'll let you know after the Ohio State-Michigan game exactly how I'm feeling, but I'm kind of in a holding pattern right now. Uh, this is where you and I can, uh, can, can join arms and we can say F Big Blue. Absolutely we can. Yes, 100%. And we will. You know what? Enemy of my enemy is my friend. I will accept it for today. Yes, and as a Notre Dame fan, uh, this is the one day a year I become an Ohio State fan. So, um, you know, and I'm sure the same can be said for you when Notre Dame and Michigan play. So, uh, that's right. The enemy of your enemy, in fact, today is your friend. So, Bruce, um, I had the the pleasure of talking with Eric Turner earlier, who has already sort of made his way through the All-22 of last uh, of, of Thursday's game against the Lions. And we talked a little bit about Ken Dorsey and talked about the defense as a whole. I, I wanted to, to get with you about... One thing in particular on the defensive side of the ball you and I talked about yesterday as you were frantically looking for the stat, right? And the stat was how many times the Bills blitzed against Jared Goff on Thursday. We Right before we went live, you finally found the stat on Pro Football Reference, and you came up with 43.6%. That was the amount of snaps, the snap percentage, that Jared Goff was blitzed on Thursday. Is that a high number for you in this in this in this defense in particular, especially when you consider all the injuries they have? Is it, it seems borderline reckless, but it's certainly a turn of something I'm not familiar with this defense really ever doing in the era of Sean McDermott, and Leslie Frazier. It's absolutely high. If you look back at some of the most recent games, it was 20% blitz rate against Jacoby Brissett. It was 16.1 against Kirk Cousins. It was 37.9 against Zach Wilson, which you could make. That makes sense. You know, the whole idea that you blitz less experienced quarterbacks and you don't blitz more experienced quarterbacks, that tracks. But then 2.9% against Aaron Rodgers. Very famously, week one against the Los Angeles Rams, the Bills didn't blitz a single time. They didn't bring anything. So it, it's pretty clear what they want to be. But they, what they want to be isn't what they're going to be right now. What they want to be is they want to be a team who can consistently get pressure with four. It's the reason why you invest all this money in Vaughn Miller. It's the reason why you invest all these draft picks in Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham and A.J. Finessa. You do all this because you are trying to achieve a specific ideal of what you would like your past defense to look like. Well, 
It doesn't look like that. The Buffalo Bills' pressure rate this year versus last is actually markedly lower than it has been. And so in order to achieve that pressure rate that they want, the pressure rate targets that they have, they're going to keep bringing extra blitzers. If Von Miller happens to go down in the middle of the game, they're going to bring even more blitzers. One of the things that I talked about in a piece for Buffalo Rumblings was that this has a triple trickle effect through the rest of the defense. And so we talk about, for example, Dane Jackson and the struggles he's had. One of the things that exacerbates the Dane Jackson problem is the fact that you're not getting home with four. So you have to bring extra blitzers. You bring extra blitzers, you have less help for your corners. And so these things have trickle effects. Dane Jackson, man, I, I don't understand why Dane Jackson has looked not as good the last couple of games. Well, they've had to blitz more the last couple of games, and specifically against the Lions, they had to blitz more. And so these types of things have a trickle effect through the remainder of your defense. It's not just Von Miller goes down, next man up. I understand that that's the phrase that Buffalo people use. It's a phrase that football people use. It's a phrase that defensive and offensive coordinators use and head coaches use. Everyone's going to use that phrase, next man up. But it's not as simple. It's trickling through the remainder of the defense. And I think that ostensibly I looked at the game against the Lions and said, it feels like they're blitzing a lot. And I was like, I don't really want to commit to that until I look it up. And 43.6% is, is a staggeringly high number. I thought it was a staggering high. I, I was I was right there with you, dude. Like thinking about and watching this game, I felt the same thing. Man, they seem like they're blitzing a lot. And what they were doing too, Bruce, is they were blitzing, but again, not getting home. And you know, part of this too is I was. How interesting was it for you that one week after claiming him on waivers, that AJ Klein was not just out there for, I mean, well, I think it ended up being like something like 94% of the snaps at middle linebacker, was calling the defense over Dotson, who had been sort of that de facto guy last year and then into the beginning part of the, the, the second half against Minnesota and then all of last week against um, Cleveland in a game that I thought the Bills defense, I mean, obviously they shut down Nick Chubb. So, what was the, the the move to AJ Klein almost as a full time replacement for Tremaine Edmonds? Was that was that an interesting move for you? It was an interesting move for me because AJ Klein knows the defense from obviously being here, but hasn't been here this year. The fact that he's capable of being in the middle and calling the defense after being here for a week and a half is interesting to me, but also. I think that trickles into the blitz rate as well. One of the things that we specifically talked about A.J. Klein all those years when he was here and he was replacing Matt Milano, he's replacing Tremaine Edmonds when they were down for injury, is that A.J. Klein is at his best when he's moving in a straight line, and that straight line is forwards. A.J. Klein plays forwards. What you don't want to do is you don't want to make A.J. Klein play backwards. And so when you look at the blitz rate, part of that is, you know, you're not getting home. Part of that is Von Miller gets hurt. Part of it might be A.J. Klein. Part of it might be the best usage of A.J. Klein. We saw some That's of the right. best games that A.J. Klein has ever had were when you say, A.J., yes, see ball, yeah, get ball, right? Run forward. And he's aggressive. He takes good angles running forward. He's a good blitzer. These are the things that he does best. And so part of that can be attributed, part of the blitz rate we just talked about, can be attributed to A.J. Klein moving forward. And maybe if you know you're going to have a blitz-happy game plan, then A.J. Klein's exactly the kind of linebacker you'd rather have. But but correct me if I'm wrong, Bruce, isn't that exactly why you go and draft Terrell Bernard in the third round? Like, isn't it, that exactly the sort of player you thought you were getting from Baylor? And, I mean, there's been a level of, I think, disappointment for me in the recent use of second-round picks. I have been, I mean, 
I don't want to be dramatic, but utterly disappointed in Boogie Basham. I, I just, like, the explosiveness is not there. Playmaking is not there. I, I'm starting to wonder if he's a long-term option for this team, even as a depth player. Um, Shaq Lawson has come in and made a bigger impact in basically teams. The league had written off Shaq Lawson as an everyday depth player in this league. He's come in and has played a lot better and has been way more impactful than Boogie Basham. But I look at Boogie Basham and Terrell Bernard in the same light to say, like, those are picks you absolutely have to hit on. And in a game where you lose Von Miller, all eyes were on 55, and I just, you know, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I think that one of the things that you – may have thought when Boogie Basham came out is I don't think a lot of people thought that Boogie Basham was going to be a really high ceiling player. But one of the things you thought you might be getting is you might be getting Shaq Lawson with a little bit more juice. Well, it turns out you're getting Shaq Lawson with a little bit less juice. And Shaq Lawson has been probably the third best end Agreed. on this team this year. I think he's been better than AJ Vanessa. I think he's been better than Boogie Basham. And he just fits in this defensive scheme. And when you watch Shaq Lawson play, you feel very similarly to the way that you watch a player like David Bell for the Browns. You just look at it and go, that's a professional player, right. right? That's a professional player is what that is. He does what he's supposed to do. He's technical. He's in the right spots. He's not making crazy mistakes. That's just a professional defensive end right there. I'm not saying that he's going to rock up a ton of sacks, and maybe he'll never you know, live up to the first-round pick, and obviously he has it thus far, the kind of feeling that you thought you were going to get. But that is a good, solid, professional defensive end. And I think right now, Boogie Basham's not quite living up to what we thought the floor might be for That's him right. when he came out, which was Shaq Lawson. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way of putting it. It's the floor that I think you were expecting to see from Boogie Basham. It hasn't even really been there. And, and like, listen, it's taken a long time for A.J. Epinesa to take the step into being a solid role depth player. And his injury, I think, also matters, too, because, you know, instead of A.J. Epinesa on the field, now you're seeing more of Boogie Basham. And I think it's really important, as as important it is to get Von Miller back from injury, and as important as it is to get Greg Rousseau, I might say the third most important guy here in this conversation is A.J. Epinesa, Bruce. I, I agree. And, you know, the first year, I think it was really, really easy. There was a built-in excuse for A.J. Yes, Epinesa. there was. And yep. I think that's okay. I think that all the people who said he went through a completely new body recomposition, I think that's completely fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with you kind of – setting fire to the first year of A.J. Epinesa because of the drastic body recomposition that he undergoes. But now we're multiple years removed from that. And I think that when you saw Gregory Rousseau get drafted, you thought to yourself, okay, they have a type here. You know, they're they're finding some these players with crazy length. And Rousseau has developed much faster into a much better player. And you look at yourself and go, okay, A.J. Epinesa, this is a guy who at one point was A.J. Epinesa or Chase Young. Like, that was an actual discussion (laughs) that people had early in each of their respective final seasons. And, you know, we're significantly removed from that. But I think that it's fair to say that the Bills haven't gotten the return on investment from the high draft picks that they have spent on the defensive line, specifically at edge rusher, in the last couple of years. And that's some of the free agent moves that they've made. Von Miller, Daquan Jones, Shaq Lawson, some of, some of these players, some of the trades like Jerry Hughes, who when he came in, obviously that was way before this regime, but some of the non-draft acquisitions 
have actually panned out better than some of the draft acquisitions. Now, obviously, Ed Oliver, now that he's healthy, goodness gracious, that was an unbelievable game from Ed Oliver. Yeah. You spent a lot of draft capital on the defensive line, and a lot of it hasn't quite panned out the way you wanted to. And now is the time, with Von Miller going down, where you kind of needed it to. So now the conversation becomes more about that investment and more about the type of return you're getting on than it otherwise would have. Because if Von Miller's putting up a ton of pressure, that conversation kind of gets pushed to the back burner a little bit. But now that he's not around, now all of a sudden the spotlight goes, okay, guys, you've been here. You were high draft picks. You've been in the system. It's time to step up. And we're just all hoping that that happens. Yeah, it's and again the pressure starts to, starts to mount a little bit on a guy like Boogie Basham here in the next couple of weeks as he is going to be asked to fill a much bigger role than than maybe he was expected to to start the season and you know this is a team that decided to move on from a lot of its veteran leadership at that position obviously Jerry Hughes maybe most notably and a guy that still has the juice in Jerry Hughes by the way um, so I, it will be interesting to me, to me over the next couple of weeks with Von Miller out and still assessing the injury and, and, and the length in which he'll be missing Boogie Basham's role is going to come into I think really kind of like I- into the crosshairs of how people are going to evaluate this defense and can they get through this stretch Boogie Basham's going to be a big reason whether they do or don't and you know the other part of this too is the absence of Terrain Edmonds we talked about AJ Klein but we didn't really in that same you know, conversation. Talk about the importance of Tremaine Edmonds to this past defense. And watch as we all watch Dane Jackson sort of struggle through the last 10 quarters of football against, by the way, very, very good receivers. This is going to be the new norm of how teams are going. Listen, like you watch that game, Bruce. Jared Goff was not, you know, he wasn't looking off safeties. He was dropping back. They were, they were, they were scheming up the matchup of St. Brown versus Dane Jackson. And there was no surprise where they were going with the football, and yet they still struggled to get consistent stops and to get off the field on third down. And and listen, you know wh- whether or not he was the primary man in coverage or not, Dane Jackson really struggled the last couple of weeks against number one wide receivers. He's sort of been on display for the worst part of those. But I I continue to think Bruce the big one of the big reasons why they've struggled so much are on those in breaking routes and teams using the leverage of these outside corners against them. And even not just outside corners, Bruce. Taron Johnson has had a tough stretch of football, maybe the worst stretch of football we've seen Taron Johnson play as a pass defender. I just don't think there's any coincidence that they're passing guys off to AJ Klein and Dotson instead of Tremaine Edmonds. And when you're passing players off to to players who don't have that length, that matters. And we talk a lot about A.J. Klein being at his best moving forwards. Tremaine Edmonds is very, very good moving backwards because of that length and because of his ability to catch crossers and carry fast receivers across the middle, which you look at this and the type of throws that get taken off of the menu, you can't really quantify that. You have to see it. You have to see a quarterback – look over the middle and go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm just, that doesn't seem like a good idea to me. I'm going to pass and move on their, into their other progressions. And one of the trickle effects of having the blitzes is you, you have Dane Jackson in man coverage a little bit more often. Dane Jackson in man coverage allows a passer rating of 138.1. In Ooh. zone coverage, he allows a passer rating of 66.5. There you go. <laughs> that is a staggering difference. Yeah. And he's not the only one on this team who allows a very, very significant swing between man and zone. That's not, that's not a uniquely Dane Jackson thing. But it happens to pop up here because it's the, the stretch is bigger than most on the team. And so when you look at the situations you don't want to put 
your corners in, you have to pick your poison. Is it do I leave him in zone coverage and not get the pressure and just get picked apart all day, or do I say no? We are going to get pressure. I don't care how many men it takes us. We are going to get pressure because you're darned if you do, darned if you don't on some of this stuff. And a defensive coordinator gets put in a really bad position because this isn't the ideal defense. This isn't what you want to do. We know what they want to do. We saw it week one against the Rams. That's what they want to do. And they're not getting home the way they want to with four. And because of that, you have to make a call. Are you going to just not get home with four and let people pick you off? And the Detroit Lions have a good offensive line. They have Amon Ross and Brown, and they have a reasonable distributor at quarterback. That's what it is, a reasonable distributor. Are you going to give him six years to throw the ball? Because Jared Goff is not good under pressure. They made the call that they were going to be blitz-happy, but unfortunately that puts Dane Jackson in a situation he doesn't want to be in. All right, Bruce, tell the folks uh, where they can find your work. I know you got a piece coming out. Yes, I have it right out right now, actually, on buffalorumblings.com. Uh, title is uh, Injuries on Offensive Line, Defensive Line Create Ripple Effects for Bills. And some of the stuff that I've been referencing today comes pulled from that piece. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Bruce Exclusive, and you can find that my show, The Bruce Exclusive, apart from the show I do with yours truly, Nate, um, on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network on Thursday mornings. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk. Well, you and me will talk. We'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. Bruce Nolan there on our Western Hotline. Talk a little Bills and Lions. We're going to take a timeout. we got two timeouts to get to on the other side of that at the 1 o'clock hour. Matt Verderam is going to join us. We're going to talk more AFC outlook as well as the AFC starts to come into picture over the next couple of weeks here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Head coach Sean McDermott joins the Extra Point Show with Sal and Joe every Friday morning at 1030. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.